1: Did you know that Lori is my cousin, and somehow I feel cheated, because she sings so beautifully, and I don't. In fact, last Sunday, something happened that was a little bit embarrassing. I'm hearing a wind noise or something. The praise team was laughing at me. And I don't know about you, but man, I don't like it when people are laughing at me. But what had happened was, is I had forgot to turn my mic off. And they were singing, and I mean, I was just, I was going for it. And they were picking it up in their earpieces. And that's why they were laughing. So if you ever hear the praise team really get off key, you might ought to slip up to me and say, turn your mic off. And so, wow, isn't it fun to be in the house of the Lord? Yes, I know why the psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go under the house of the Lord. Well, this morning, I want to speak to you on the subject, get on the bus. Get on the bus. Now, if that sounds familiar to you, it's because I've used that title about five or six times over the last 35 years. And it just fits for today, and you'll understand the title better in just a moment. But first, I have a Praise the Lord report I'd like to give you. And it's one that you already know about, but uh, maybe this will help us all get on the same page. But this is Praise the Lord, Glory, Hallelujah. We are growing. We are growing. Some good things are going on here at River of Life. Last Sunday, we had 630 in attendance. Yeah. <clears throat> on August the 14th, we had 647 in attendance. Yeah. God, God is moving uh, in the Children's Worship Center where they're having a service right now. We're running about 100 over there in the Children's Worship Center. Uh, and, and listen to this. I know Blackie's going to shout when I say this. On Wednesday nights among the youth, we're now running a little over 100 in here. <clears throat> I'm telling you some good things are going on here. And I don't know if you've noticed or not, but uh, the Wednesday night program is growing. Man, I tell you what, the word of God is being taught in that Wednesday night service like never before. If you want the Bible to come alive, uh, show up on Wednesday nights. I'm just telling you the word of God is just going out in an amazing way. And uh, the worship center's filling up. It's hard to believe, but we're down in attendance today. That's right, it's Labor Day weekend. That's right. That's our excuse. Yeah. So all those backsliders, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with taking a long weekend. I tell you what, I tell people, if you're gonna be away for a Sunday, Uh, go enjoy yourself and come back and just shout a little louder when you get back in the service. And so there's nothing wrong with that. And so uh, last Sunday, I showed up a little late for church and had trouble finding a parking place. Yeah. Be careful what you pray for. Now, I'm not complaining. This is a praise the Lord report. But I tell you, some good things are going on. And we have some support ministries in the church. And, and, and we've got a lot of room for growth here. But, boy, we are growing in those areas. Men's ministry, women's ministry, weekly prayer uh, times. Uh, we have classes on unshakable faith, uh, uh, freedom, discovering membership, discovering maturity. And God is blessing it. L- listen to this. Of all the things I've said so far, listen to this. For the past eight years... We have baptized over 100 people every year. Yeah. Now having said all that, we're up against some challenges. We really are. And and so I want you to know this morning that we now have in place a building team uh, and they're meeting and they're praying and they're working. And the entire church board right now, is working on, we've been doing this for about a month or so now, but we're working on the possibility, I underscore the word possibility, the possibility of building a new worship center that will seat 1,200 people. Yeah. And if and when that becomes a reality, then this dome right here, become a youth center because we don't want to reach just a hundred youth we want to reach this county Uh, we we want hundreds of young people to find their way to a place where the glory of God can touch and impact their lives and so so Just just know this, no plans have been finalized. We're not keeping anything from you. No plans have been finalized. We're still in the praying, vision, casting stage. So I'm asking you to be much in prayer. We will keep you informed. Uh, And uh, so you'll know what's going on. Now, here's what you will see in the near future. This is what you'll see. You'll see some land clearing. We're going to, we'll have some big trucks and tractors in here shortly and we'll be clearing some land uh, to increase parking and also the possibility of placement of buildings. So be much in prayer. If you have ideas, if you get a word from the Lord, please let us know. We're open to hear what God is saying to you. There's an old saying that where God guides, he provides And I believe that to be true and biblical, where God guides, he provides. Every step of the way, God has had his hand on this ministry, and we've seen amazing things. Uh, uh, Recently, in the last few years, I think four years ago now, we felt led of the Lord to build a children's worship center, a 10,000-square-foot children's worship center. It ended up costing us $1.2 million, and we never had to borrow one penny. Why? Because when God guides, He provides. You, You don't have to walk with the Lord very long before you'll find out that He's a way maker. Now He doesn't always do it the same way, but I want to tell you, when God's people are walking with Him, He's a way maker. He will bring it to pass. Not the same way every time, but He always makes a way. And that's, that's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. So hold on, fasten your seatbelt. And oh yeah, get on the bus. So, so I want you to answer a question for me. What if, this is one of those what if stories and questions. What if you were standing in your front yard and a bus, a big bus pulled up in front of your house? And the bus driver opens those double doors. They open up and you're looking at the bus driver and he shouts at you and says, get on the bus. You need to get on the bus. And you you don't have a clue what this is all about. But he says, come on, come on, get on the bus. And then all of a sudden you notice that some of your friends are on the bus and they look like they're having a great time. And the bus driver says, hey, hey, listen, we don't have all day. Come on, get on the bus. We need to go. Now, here's my question, and I want you to answer this. What is the one thing you would want to know before you get on that bus? Where are we going? What in the world is this all about? Where are we going? And, and so you even say to the bus driver, I want to know where you're going. If you want me to get on the bus, I want to know where you're going. And the bus driver says, we're going to a place where miracles take place. We're going to a place where victories can be won. We're going to a place where lives are changed, where children are brought back to the Lord. We're going to a place where revival is exploding and spreading. I, I don't even particularly like the word revival, I can't tell you why, but a great move of God is just spreading out. We're, we're, we're going to a place where the God of the universe Wants to hang out with us where he shows up and where he shows out. That's where we're going. We're, we're going to a place where things happen for which the only explanation is God is in this place. Now I'm asking you, do you want to get on the bus? Cause I know I would, I'd, I'd want to get on that bus. And, uh, man, man, I, I, I actually been to that place momentarily. Some of you have too. I've talked to you. I've been in that place where the spirit of the Lord was so thick. You could just feel it. Can I get a witness in the house? You've been there. I've been in that place where, where the Shekinah glory of God fill the building. I remember being in a revival service. I've talked to some of you about this. Some of you were there and I looked up and there was a mist, a cloud above us. And and we were inside. And my first thought, somebody has turned a smoke machine on. But then I realized there was no smoke machine. If you could get a smoke machine that would make people feel like that cloud made us feel... I'd buy a dozen of them. Listen, it was the presence of God. And and when did we come to the place where we no longer believe God can do today what he's done in the past? Because all through the Bible, we read about the glory cloud of God coming down and filling the house. We, we, We read about God rending the heavens and coming down. The prophets would pray for that. Uh, that the Lord would come down and the earth would melt in his presence. You know what that means? When he shows up, we just, we melt. We humble ourselves. We're broken in the presence of God. And that is the very reason that we should pray for, seek, and go after the presence of God. Because I want to tell you, the presence of God is more powerful than, than all the singing and all the preaching and all the world. When God shows up. Oh, it's just, it is is amazing. And and so the reason I'm sharing this with you is because I want you to get on the bus. I want you to be a part of what God's doing here. I I want you to sign up. Let me tell you where this bus is going briefly. Here's where we're going. We're going to a place. I say this by faith. I say this with excitement in my heart and soul. We're going to a place where multitudes are saved. I mean, I've I've been there. I've been in some revival services where there'd be three, four, five hundred people on their knees praying to receive Christ. Oh, don't underestimate our God. Underestimate your pastor. It's okay. Underestimate the worship team. That's okay. But don't underestimate God. I've I've seen that. We're going to a place where multitudes are turning to Jesus in salvation. We're going to a place where the Spirit of the Lord is spreading out. Uh, It's been a, a, a lifelong dream for many of you here today to actually come and behold the works of the Lord. We're going to a place where our very lives shout to the glory of God. We're going to a place where the church becomes the church, not just going through the motions, but we become the church, and and we, we begin to live it out. You know, we put names on places, and so I was thinking, what would we name this place? I, I maybe this sermon is a little bit too allegorical, but what 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 would we name this place? And And I got in the Bible and I figured out what we'd name it. I can tell you what we'll name this place. This is where we're going. This is the name of the place. Are you ready? Here it is. The name of this place is truth. It's just truth. We can't overemphasize how important truth is. John 14, 6 says, Jesus, uh, in John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He's the way. We're on a road to truth going to a place called truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. John 8, 32, Jesus said, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. In John 16, 13, Jesus said, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. John 18, 37 says, for this purpose I was born and for this purpose I have come into the world to bear witness of the truth. truth. And John 17, 17, Jesus said, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is Truth. Oh, friends, truth. I'm going to tell you, the road to where I've been talking about is the road of truth, and the place is called truth. And when you get to that place called truth, all kinds of things happen. But we have to hold on to the truth. This is not something new with me. Six years ago, I stood in this pulpit and said these very words. I'll read it to you. I pulled this out of some sermon notes from six years ago. I believe God will lay his hand on a church that's completely dedicated to truth. I believe God will restore his power and even his gifts to a church that's fully dedicated to truth. I believe a church that wants truth more than anything else is a church that's subject to receive a visitation from above, a Holy Spirit revival, a wind of God that brings in the presence Of the Lord. Now, why am I sharing this with you? Because you know as well as I do, we're living in a day and a time when churches and pastors and teachers and leaders are abandoning the truth. They're leaving the truth. But if I want you to get on this bus, but I'm just telling you, friends, we're not going there. We're going to double down when it comes to the truth. We're going to stay with the truth because we know the truth really works. I have a poem. I was hesitant about sharing this with you, but I'm going to share it with you. So you've got to hear the whole poem, okay? Here's the way it goes. Coochie, 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 coo. God loves me and God loves you. Smile, sinner. Don't be sad. God's not angry. He's not mad. Even when you leave the path, there's no hell and there's no wrath. So don't you fear? Just do your best. Judgment ta- Judgment Day won't be a test. God sees your heart, and that's enough. The judgment seat won't be that tough. For you can't send away His grace or take that smile from His face. Cause God is love, and love is good. He'll treat you like you think He should. Just trust me, sinner, to the end. My name is Satan. I'm your friend. Friends, I'm not exaggerating. That, except for that last line, that's what's being preached and proclaimed in America today. Oh, how sad. How sad. I received a phone call from a dear friend just a few days ago, and this is what she said. She said, I need your advice. I said, what's up? And she said, well, my Bible study class. We have a teacher who's always been right on, very straightforward, very conservative with the Bible. But my Bible study teacher just announced that practicing homosexuals can go to heaven. I said, really? Did you, this is brand new? No, never heard anything like this before. But now she's saying practicing homosexuals can go to heaven. And uh, so, you know what I said? I just said immediately, because I've seen this before, I said, I can tell you what's going on. She said, what? I said, your teacher has just discovered that somebody in her family has embraced homosexuality. And she said, well, you're right. How did you know that? Said she told us that her 16-year-old daughter was in a transgender relationship. Now, I don't have a clue what that is. But I can tell you, whatever it is, it was enough to cause the parent to change the Word of God. And I want you to know, when you change the Word of God, it's no longer the Word of God. It's no longer the Word of God. And it's, it's happening all over the land. What's happening is, is preachers and teachers and spiritual leaders are changing the word of God to fit their circumstances. They're changing the word of God to accommodate their own lives. So in this situation, the teacher loves the child. And the mistake they're making, the deception they're making is rather than lovingly and firmly sharing with the child the truth. They change the word of God to embrace them. We can't do that. Not too far from here, uh, uh, there's a church and my wife and I ran into an old friend and the announcement was made. I left that church. Why'd you leave that church? Because they're buying into all the deception of the world. Oh, friends, we we can't do that. We can't do that. I want you to know, I want you to get on the bus. But I'm telling you, river of life is committed to the word of God. We believe it is the full and final authority for life and eternity. What you will see in the days to come is we will hold up the banner of truth. And unashamedly, we will proclaim the truth. What you will not see is this. You will never see river of life marching in the street, carrying signs, shouting with anger at sinners. No. We are a river of life, not a river of hatred. We are missionaries, not militants. Somebody needs to hear this. Don't let any political group, don't let any movement out there pull you into their ranks and cause you to have anger and hatred in your heart for anybody. Because you just left the truth. Anytime you leave the Christian movement and join another movement, you've taken the journey down. Don't do it. You watch enough CNN and Fox News and it'll have you so angry that you'll forget the pathway that God has put you on. Don't do that. We're This is river of life. We are a river of life. We're a river of love. We're a river of compassion. We, we're a river that reaches out to people. We pray for them. We try to help them. I'm telling you, I was thinking about this on this very stage. and I know things you don't know. But on this very stage, we've had people stand and minister who at one time, in prostitution, in homosexuality, males and females, held captive to pornography in drugs, alcohol, all kinds of sin. But what they did is they came to a point where they embraced truth. And I got to tell you something amazing about truth. Somebody needs to hear this today. You don't have to be living in the truth to embrace truth. Think with me just for a moment. You you can be held in bondage to sin and still embrace the truth. You say, Pastor, what are you talking about? I'm talking about this. Don't let the enemy deceive you that you've got to start living in truth before you embrace truth. You see, all those people I talked about that at one time have stood on this stage and ministered. They were they were in a bad place, but they got out of that bad place because they first embraced the truth, started pursuing the truth, believing the truth, and going after the truth. Why do you think Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free? You see, the way you get free is you embrace the truth first. You stop making excuses for your sin. You stop making excuses for your failures. You give up the blame game. And you understand that the enemy has done a number on you. We've all had to do it at one time or another. And you embrace the truth. Okay, here I am. This is the truth of God's word. God, I can't get there on my own. And I'll tell you something about embracing the truth. The moment you embrace the truth, God steps into the picture. And he starts helping you do what you've never been able to do by yourself. To get you from where you know you should not be to where he is. So I want you to know, I've said that because I want you to know river of life is not about being angry, not about being militant, not about being political. River of life is about the good news that there's an almighty God who loves us, sent his son into the world to die for us. And he's given us the message to take to the world that they can be saved and God will deliver them. So I want you to get on the bus. I asked the Lord to give me a picture of what we should do, what, what we should be and what we should do in relationship to the world. And this is what the Lord gave me. And we're to be like a hospital. We're, we're to minister to people. Uh, people who are judgmental. We can't be judgmental. We've we got to give that up. We've got to have the love of Jesus, the kind of love that'll cause you to pray for your enemies and intercede for your enemies. The kind of love that'll cause you to reach out. To try to help them we 've got to be a hospital and here 's the picture I got you 've seen it i 'm pretty sure everybody here has seen this. Have you seen any of those cases where somebody has covid or or they have some type of cancer and they're in the hospital and and maybe they 've been in ICU or on a respirator for for months four or five months i, I one scene that comes to my mind is a guy had COVID and he was in ICU for like four months. And then all of a sudden he starts getting better. And the scene is this, they're rolling him out of the hospital in a wheelchair, still not fully recovered, but out of the hospital. And the hospital staff is lined up and they're going, And that's what we're all about. That's what this church is all about. Not, not being judgmental. Remember that we ourselves were one time captive to sin. That we were saved and delivered by the blood of Jesus Christ. That the same power that set us free can set them free. To, to, to pray down the glory of God. And every time, we actually used to do it in this church. Every time somebody stands up and walks forward, we're going, praise the Lord. Give God the glory. Oh, yeah. You know, that's what we're about. I want you to get on the bus. Are you looking for a church home? This is the place. Have you been coming, but you haven't joined? I'm asking you to get on the bus. I'm asking to be a part of something amazing, something where souls are saved and lives are changed. I I believe with all my heart that we have not arrived, that we're just beginning. Would you bow with me in prayer? As we bow before the Lord. I don't care what's going on in your world. First thing I'm encouraging you to embrace the truth, the truth of God's word. And I'm asking you, if the Lord's leading, if the Lord's leading you to go somewhere else, God bless you, go. We pray for other churches in this county and there's some great churches and pastors here But if the Lord's leading you to be a part of this fellowship, would you come? Would you be a part of what he's doing here? Would you come today and receive Jesus as your Lord and savior? If if something is holding you, would you go ahead and embrace the truth of God's word? Would you repent? ask the Lord to help you. Father, I ask right now that your Holy Spirit would move upon this church as you have moved so many times. I pray, Lord, that you will bless us to press forward in a dark world where the days are evil. But Lord, let us be one of those churches that's always redeeming the time. Lord, bless as we get started on a new chapter here at River of Life, that you'll guide every step of the way, that we'll see your glory, and that you'll do a mighty work in our hearts and lives. Would you just stand with me right now, very reverently, very prayerfully. Just stand. Father, if there's any unconfessed sin in our lives, oh, today, Lord, let us bring it to the altar. If if we've been treading water and just going through the motions, let us bring it to the altar, Lord. Lord, if we've been indecisive, let us settle this thing today. Lord, I'm praying that you will bless that this Sunday and next Sunday and the next Sunday and the next four or five Sundays, people will get on the bus like never before. And Father, I pray that you'll do something right here in the heart of Wakala County that'll shake this county for the glory of God. Something that'll touch this state. You are the Lord God of all flesh. Nothing is too hard for you. And we're asking for a move of God. Without compromise. In Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Thank you again for watching our message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today, or if you need someone to pray with, please contact our office at 850-926-1200 or email us at info at We also want to encourage you to visit us Sunday mornings at 1030 or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Please visit us at orwellconverville.com for more information.